This is the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Ashley. Together, we have been making money online collectively for over 10 years. Our mission is to help you start, learn, and grow a reselling business and to inspire you to turn your paycheck into a daycheck. The world is changing and we want to help you change with it. Welcome back to another episode of the Paycheck to Daycheck podcast. Today's episode is going to be our very last episode of 2023. And we thought what better title for our episode or what better subject to talk about would be the highlights of 2023. So we want to talk about some of the podcast highlights and then kind of share personal and business highlights that we each have had. First off, before we get into it, thank you so much, everyone who has listened to the podcast. We really appreciate it. Anyone watching on YouTube, thank you. It has been an amazing year for the podcast. I think we've had a lot of good success. Um, one of the first things that was a highlight for us was getting to a thousand subscribers on YouTube. When that happened and we had 4,000 hours of watch time, which ironically we had before the thousand subscribers, that allowed us to monetize the podcast. And what that means is when you're watching the podcast on YouTube and you see these ads come out, the people that are running those ads are paying so much for us to run those ads on these podcast episodes, and we're able to make some money. If you know anything about podcasting, if you're listening, it is a lot of work. Uh, We definitely realized that once we started the podcast, there's a lot that goes into it, a lot of time. Uh, We have to plan the episodes. We have to, we edit them. Uh, We do all of the social media, answering questions, you know, everything that goes into running a podcast. And you know, this is just one way that we can actually, you know, pay for some things such as our hosting service, which is Buzzsprout. We pay per month to host the podcast. Also, we're using Riverside to record and that we paid for, uh, I think we got a really good deal. It was like a Black Friday deal last year. And so we got, I think it was a whole year for maybe $12 a month, but everything really adds up. So by having a monetized podcast, that really helps give back to some of the things that we need to make this podcast possible. Absolutely. So the next highlight for the podcast would be hitting the 100 episode mark. They say in the podcast world that if you can make it to 100 episodes within your podcast, then you have what's called like staying power. Um, And then you know, guests, potential guests will take you a little bit more seriously. They'll actually entertain the idea of coming on your show um, and you can land more guests for interviews. We definitely plan on, so far we've had great success, great luck in whoever we have asked having zero hesitation in coming on um, for an interview, which we're very lucky um, for that. And we do plan on bringing you guys a lot more guests in 2024 for a variety of different topics. And um, we really want to dive deep into some specific things as well. So again, I know we mentioned before, but if you guys have anyone that you want us to interview or any topics that you would like us to cover, definitely let us know. We're more than happy to entertain those ideas. Yeah, I'm excited to have more guests on the podcast. I know when I'm listening to podcasts, I mean, I I listen to some about self-help. I listen to reselling ones. I listen to business ones. I love hearing people's stories. So I'd love to get more guests on to share just kind of their reselling journey. Uh, We talked about in a couple 
previous episodes about finding a reselling niche. I would like to have more people do deep dives. You know, we've had Jen Thrift to Travel on the podcast. She was great, talked about finding and selling discontinued products, but also finding people that have different niches, ones that I feel like we don't have a lot of knowledge about because that's the best thing about reselling is that there are just so many opportunities out there and you listening might listen to a guest and be like, wow, that has really inspired me to pursue that specific niche. So maybe it could be somebody that specializes in jewelry, car parts. So yeah, I'm excited to have lots of new guests on the podcast and Hopefully, we'll have some that share stories that will really be inspiring to those who are listening. Another thing, not only did we hit 100 episodes, we well, we surpassed that. Uh, we also hit 100,000 downloads for the podcast between all the podcast directories. That doesn't account for any of the YouTube views, which I think is pretty crazy I mean, it's just, it's Ashley and I, you know, here's this podcast that we had this idea of what we wanted to give back to the reselling community. And here we are, you know, a little over a year later, and we already have 100,000 downloads, which I think is incredible. Because like you said, with the, you know, staying power with podcasts, you look at all the stats, and a lot of people start podcasts, and then they end them after 25, 30 episodes, because I think they realize how hard it is to run a podcast. Kudos to us. I feel like we have definitely put in the effort and hopefully you guys listening, enjoy the podcast. Next thing is that we released our first paid product, which was the leads list. Um, I believe that was right around October. So I think it was right before Halloween. There were some Halloween items on there. Um, That was a lot of fun to put together. It was a lot of work to put together. But again, as Liz mentioned before, all of these things like the ads, the leads list, we basically are using that money to fund the podcast. So we're not actually taking like a a check from any of this. Like we don't get paid to do this. Um, It's just like a self-sustaining podcast basically. So we're not putting more of our own personal money into the podcast. But again, you know, our first paid product was, it was a great experience. Um, The feedback seemed to be positive. You guys liked it. Um, You seem to have done well with the leads list. So hopefully in the future, we can do another one or maybe even something a little bit different. The last thing about the podcast is that we have our Facebook group, the Day Chalkers Facebook group. If you're not in it, definitely go check it out. Um, This is one of the biggest highlights of the year for me personally, because I love having a community. Um, Any job that I've ever held, I feel like I get close to the people that I work with. Um, I like making those connections and it feels kind of like a family. So our day checkers, Facebook group, um, we've grown that from literally like five people. When we first started, it was me, Liz, and then Casey and like two of our closest. Um, so it's grown a lot. We have just about 275 members in it now and having a community, a tight knit community that's respectful, positive, goal oriented. Um, everyone just like gets it and participates. It has been a, a huge thing this year and it just brings me so much happiness and joy every day, like logging in, seeing that grow, seeing what people are up to, the fact that they come there to ask questions or get advice or to check in. It just makes my little heart grow. So 
Thank you guys. Yeah, I love our Facebook group as well. Casey was just commenting the other day how he is kind of seen in, in the groups that he's in where there's just there's certain people that are it's like they're just so negative and they just want to complain about everything. So I feel like ours is a breath of fresh air and I just love how everyone there's no stupid question. You know, everyone starts I think we all have that that mutual respect for each other that Everyone starts at the beginning. Everyone starts with not even knowing how do you even list an item, you know, and and we're just all there to help each other. And, you know, if you're listening and maybe you're listening for the first time, Ashley and I met in a reselling group. And that was one of the things that brought us together was being each other's accountability partner and just having that positive. Because like you said, when you're at work, you loved having coworkers. And to me, it's like our Facebook group is kind of coworkers to me, you know, not everybody understands reselling. And when I talk about it to some of my friends, they just look at me like a deer in headlights. They're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. What's pirate ship? What's a thermal printer? You know, what do you mean? eBay charges fees? What? What do you mean? You sell on Amazon? Like, I thought Amazon was Amazon. So it's just, it's really nice to have a group. And I just, I think our group is exactly the reflection of what we visioned was just a safe, positive, inspiring place for resellers to go. And you don't have to be a beginner. You can, you know, we've got lots of people in there who are veterans. And, you know, we have Teresa Cox, who's like one of the OG members of like pretty much any Facebook group out there that has to do with eBay. Like she is amazing. She lives out here. She lives pretty close to me. But you know, you don't have to be a beginner. And there's never a stupid question. So if you are listening and feel like you need that part of community, definitely join the Facebook group. I guess I'll go first with my highlights of 2023. So to start right off, we moved houses, which I think we did like part of an episode or even a whole episode on. So we moved in July to a brand new house. This move was something that allowed me to kind of do an audit in my business. So I went through a lot of inventory at that time, um, pared it down a little bit and got rid of some stuff. It also forced me to organize it a little bit better because moving uh, now everything is in one place in the basement instead of kind of two separate places in the house. I had a lot of stuff upstairs in like a, it was one of the spare bedrooms. So kind of a spare bedroom loft situation. It was very hot up there because we didn't really use that part of the house. And it was a very big room with extremely tall ceilings. So it, and it was a very old house that was built in the 1800s. So not great insulation, some windows needed to be replaced, etc. There was a little air conditioner in one of the windows, but it really was able to keep up with how hot it got in that room. So in the summertime, it was kind of annoying to work up there. And I didn't really want to be in there for too long. So the fact that, you know, everything now is down in the basement, organized in one space, it's a lot more temperature controlled down there. Um, It makes it a lot easier for me to spend time down there, keeping things organized, picking, packing, um, going through inventory, all that good stuff. We are working on making one of the bedrooms upstairs. It's like a tiny little bedroom, um, an office. So I can set up the podcast equipment up there and just kind of leave it and not have to take it down and set it up every time we record because right now I'm sitting at my kitchen table. So that's one of the things in 2024 that hopefully will be done. So my biggest flip this year was on Facebook Marketplace. It was a 1979 Chevy Corvette. 
we purchased the Corvette for $4,500 uh, two years ago, and then we sold it in June for $10,500, which left us a profit of $4,000 after the work that we put into it. Again, we purchased the car two years ago. We worked on it. We restored it. We did pretty much all of that ourselves. We did the interior and exterior. Um, and if we had done more to the vehicle, then we probably could have sold it for a little bit more. It was, we sold it a little bit on the low end. We could have asked for more money. Again, if we had done more to it, Brian found a different Corvette that he wanted. It was a great opportunity and a great price and we were getting ready to move. So we didn't want to bring both of our like daily vehicles with us and two Corvettes that probably just wouldn't have worked out very well. Um, so we sold the um, 1979 for a little bit less than we probably could have if we had waited and done a little bit more work to it, but it was a great flip. So we're excited about that. Um, in this opportunity, I found out that I really like flipping cars, which probably shouldn't have come as a surprise to anyone because Brian and I both come from the automotive industry where we were in sales. Uh, Brian was a general sales manager for many, many years in the car business. And I sold cars and I was an internet sales manager for about 10 years. I don't like the the culture of the car business, but I love cars and I like selling them. I like sales. I like dealing with people. So it was kind of, it was a great experience and it kind of made me miss the car business a little bit, but definitely not enough to go back. But it's certainly something that we are going to be doing more in the future. That was, it was a great experience. I like selling on Facebook Marketplace. I like selling things like that on Facebook Marketplace, I guess I should say, like bigger items um, for a higher price point. I feel like you have more serious inquiries. We did have, of course, a couple that were just, you know, trolls basically, but um, I would definitely do that again. We just need more space and more storage to be able to do that like full time or more seriously, I suppose. Um, and that probably won't be for a couple of years, but it's definitely something that we're going to try to do more when we do have the space. In New York, do they have... Um... Because in Arizona, you can only buy and sell seven vehicles per person. Do they have something like that in New York? They do. Yeah. So if you, I forget what the number is, but you can get your wholesaler's license and it's not too difficult to get. Um, a lot of people that I worked with in the car business, they have that um, because they buy and flip cars pretty regularly. So it's not difficult to get. Um, it's not difficult to maintain. So that's definitely something that we'll look into when we're ready. So the next highlight for me is something that I guess is a little bit more personal, um, but it definitely relates back to the business in a huge way. So over the last, um, well, starting in June, I I don't know if you guys recall this, I talked about it a little bit, but a couple of years ago when we were living um, in Lake George, I slipped on some steps in the house and hurt my foot. And then I heard it again when we lived in this in the last house, I stepped on a bunch of ice it was like sticking up out of the ground over the winter and tore my heel pad. And that sort of started this whole like roller coaster of like health issues and um, I couldn't breathe through my nose often and I was like gaining weight because I couldn't really move. There were days that I could barely walk. Um, I just felt like crap and I was really sick of feeling that way. So in June, it was like right before we moved, I decided enough was enough and I changed some things health wise. And since then I've lost 40 pounds, which has improved my life exponentially, I will say. 
this isn't the first time that I've lost a decent amount of weight. I um, used to compete in figure competitions and I did lose, I think it was like 75 pounds, 65, 75 pounds, somewhere around there to compete in figure competitions. So I've done that before. And it was just a little depressing that I had uh, let myself get to the point that I was at. But it was kind of like I woke up one day and something had clicked um, and I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired. So taking care of yourself floods into every single aspect of your life, which I knew and I know, and I still wasn't <laughs> doing it. <laughs> we are only human, of course. So now, you know, I still have a little ways to go before I reach like what my ultimate, you know, goal is where I feel like I will be my healthiest. I'm able to source for longer now. My sleep is so much better. I'm able to list more. Before we started recording, Liz and I were talking about, you know, the way that my photo setup is set up. When I go to take measurements of like a, a t-shirt, right? And I'm doing like armpit to armpit or like shoulder to the bottom hem, I kind of have to lean over my photo setup to because I'm really short. So sometimes I even have to get a step stool, depending on what the item is. And then I have to bend over and like lean over the whole setup to get an accurate picture. And after doing that, like four or five, six times, I was like, wow, my back is killing me. This is not good. My joints hurt. It was just, it was a pathetic situation. So I knew I needed to do something about it. My focus is so much better now than it was last year. Last year, I felt like I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I couldn't complete anything. Um, I would start a million different things and never finish anything. So this year, I feel like I, my mental clarity is much better. Um, a side effect of all of this, you know, I've done other things that I've sort of talked about a little bit here and there, maybe mentioned, and I talk about it more on my Instagram, but I do acupuncture, cryotherapy, a couple of things. And... I don't know if it's all one thing or all of it that has contributed to this, but my foot pain is completely gone. I walk a lot more, able to do the Peloton, you know, more. I'm not in pain. My joints don't hurt. Inflammation is down. Um, I'm getting up earlier and more active, less tired throughout the day. All of it has been amazing. And because I feel better, I'm taking better care of myself. When you feel like crap, you tend to like, well, it doesn't matter because I feel like crap. So I'm going to eat this McDonald's or whatever it is. When you feel better, you take better care of yourself. So it's just a huge snowball effect and it has drastically helped and improved my business. My favorite flip of 2023 and the year isn't over yet, but I still think that this is going to be the one that takes the cake for a variety of reasons. But it was this antique dresser mirror combination um, we bought it from a guy when we lived in the last house, we needed a couple dressers, um, because we had like one and he goes to furniture auctions all over our area and down into Pennsylvania. And he brings like truckloads of furniture back to his store and then sells it for a profit, of course, but his prices are incredibly reasonable. So we paid a hundred dollars for this antique dresser and it was gorgeous. But what I didn't notice until actually a couple of weeks after we got it home. Um, it was missing a little bit of the decorative like wood around the mirror. And it wasn't super noticeable. Obviously, I didn't notice it for a few weeks. But it just after I noticed it, it sort of bothered me a little bit. So when we were getting ready to move, we sold a couple things. Um, and this antique dresser really wasn't going to go with the vibe of this new house that we were moving into. Um, 
So I'm like, you know what, let's get rid of it. We'll find something else for the guest room. So we sold it for $225. We sold it to a lady and her husband, and they convert these older antique dressers into sink vanities, which I thought was really cool. She sent me pictures of it. It's so pretty. Uh, and then she sells them for a profit. So the whole chain just worked out perfectly. And we've bought multiple pieces of furniture from the first guy for you know our own house. And we, you know, we follow him on Facebook. It's a good connection to have. And now that we've bought so much from him, he knows us, like we have a relationship with him. So if, you know, I reach out to him and I'm like, you know, this, whatever, this chair, I'm really interested in it. Can you hold it for me for like a week? I can't get there till, you know, Saturday. He's totally okay with it. The second lady that bought the dresser from us, I've stayed in touch with her and she's a great connection to have because she's constantly looking for antique furniture to like turn into these sink vanities and little things for the bathroom. So I think the relationship part of the flip was my favorite part. Uh, I think that in the future, it's going to be, you know, these both people are going to be great connections to have. I also found out in the midst of all this that I really like flipping furniture as well as cars. Uh, again, storage is a little bit of a issue right now. Um, hopefully in the future, We'll have more room, a barn or, you know, a nice garage where we can kind of a bigger garage, I should say, where we can keep stuff like this and kind of work on it if it needs work. But definitely something that we'll be looking into more in the future. Last highlight for me would be the amount of time that I was able to spend with my family this year. I think we saw my family more this year than I ever have since moving out to like the Albany area. It has been a huge blessing to be able to kind of make my own schedule, do whatever we want, whatever we want to do it. Um, and that wouldn't be possible if I was still in the car business. And I say this all the time, but I am so grateful <laughs> that I don't have to go back and work in a car dealership anymore. I just, I love reselling. I love the podcast. I love what this whole thing has been able to do for my life. Um, just really, really grateful. So that I think that might always be a highlight, but it's definitely a huge highlight for me for this year. All right. So let me get into my highlights. I have a lot of personal highlights. I'm going to start off with those. Uh, at the beginning of the year, our friends, well, actually our business partners, Chad and Cassie, they got married. Casey came out of retirement. He was the minister. So if you are unfamiliar with how that works, uh, if you just sign up online, you can be ordained to marry people. And that was exactly what happened. Uh, one day I got, you know, this cardboard envelope in the mail and I opened it up and I'm like, Casey Kellogg, an ordained minister. I was like, is this some sort of joke? But it was actually his friend from Iowa, Jeremy. He was going to get married and wanted Casey to marry him because he had three brothers Bridget had three sisters, they were going to be in the wedding and they wanted Casey to be part of it. So they asked Casey if he would marry them. And I had no idea until this showed up in the mail. So Casey's married several of our friends and our friends, Chad and Cassie, asked him to marry them. So that was a big highlight. That was pretty cool to see him marry another couple. I was a bridesmaid in the in the wedding as well. So, you know, when you get to your 40s, not a lot of people are getting married anymore. There's more divorce parties than there is, you know, wedding parties. Uh, <laughs> but that was pretty cool. And we were really excited to be part of their special day. Uh, our friends, Eric and Carolina, we had them on the podcast. They have RV Great Lakes. It's an RV rental company in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 
the previous time they had been out here, it was great. And then one day we woke up and Eric was having really bad pains and we ended up having to take him to the ER and he got transferred to a hospital down the road from where my sister lives. He ended up having a softball size tumor near, you know, in his stomach and he had to get it surgically removed. And from there, you know, he, he fought cancer and he won and he had a lot of, you know, doctor appointments and chemo and radiation and all that stuff. So this year was the first year that they had came out since that happened. So you can only imagine kind of in his mind, how that felt coming back out here, knowing how it ended up the last time. So like that was one of my highlights was being able to have them out again and have such a, an amazing time because our time was cut short the last time they were here. So we did a lot of kayaking, going around in the area. And, you know, there's so much to do out here in Arizona, especially when you come in March. We went to a Cub Spring training game. They got to meet our friends out here. Uh, like I said, we went kayaking. Canyon Lake is really close to us. Beautiful area. And then we hiked Camelback Mountain, which is a very famous hike. It's in the pretty much south. No, it would mean south. It's north of Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport. If you've ever flown into Phoenix, you will see this mountain and it literally looks like a camel. Like you can see the head, you can see the humps. And it's one of the more famous hikes in the area. I, like you said, you've lost 40 pounds and that's amazing. I hope that in six months to a year that I can be the one saying that. Um, that's one of the things that we are trying to do is get healthy as well, get more exercise. At the time when I hiked that, I didn't make it all the way up to the top, but I did make it up to like the landing part with Carolina. And then the guys made it up the rest of the park. Cause actually, once you get up there, beautiful views of the city, but then the rest of the hike to get up to the very top, you're like pulling yourself up. It's more climbing. And I am just not a climber. I do not like that. I set limits on myself. There's things that I'll do. And there's things that, you know what, I'm just going to say no, and I'm just going to be okay with it. So I was proud of myself for making it up to Camelback Mountain and hiking. That was that was a good, you know, reminder that I am capable of doing that stuff. I do have it in me. You know, I at one time was very athletic. And, you know, not that a bowler is very athletic. But you know, I was into lifting weights and, you know, getting in shape and things like that. So it just proved to me that I still have it in me. And I just need to keep going. So hopefully the next time I do Camelback, I can make it all the way up to the top. But that was a big highlight for me, just having them in town and getting to really explore the area with them and show them why we love living in the Phoenix area. So our friends from Iowa, Bridget and Jeremy, they wanted to go somewhere for spring break. They drove to the Grand Canyon. So I actually got to see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. I moved out here in 2003. I've been coming out since 1990 when my grandparents first moved out here. I had never been to the Grand Canyon. And that is something on my bucket list. So I was able to go this year. It was beautiful. We also went to Sedona. We did some hiking around the area. And that was something that... I, I just can't believe it took me so long to do, but at least now I can say I've been to the Grand Canyon uh, before I'd only seen it from the airplane, like when we flew over it. Um, and if you've never been there, it is something that you definitely need to go see. But it's one of those where once you've seen it, you're like, it's a hole in the ground and there's a bunch of rocks. Like you can only look at it for so long, but at least I can say now I have been to the Grand Canyon. My grandma, she turned 90 years old, which that's incredible. And I'm so thankful that I was back here 
you know, I missed a couple years while we were traveling so much and RVing. So it was really nice to be here for her 90th birthday. And her mom lived to be 99. So hopefully she can make it past 100. Uh, Also, one of my highlights... This is going to be kind of funny. Um, I had no idea. Well, let me back up. So my birthday's in August. My cousin's birthday's in August. My mom's is in July. And my sister texted my mom, cousin, and I and said, mark this date on your calendar. We're going to go somewhere. And it ended up being a Beyonce concert. And I had no clue that my mom even knew who Beyonce was. And that was actually a highlight of my year because seeing my mom dance to Beyonce and like that was to me was so cool. I didn't know my mom. My mom knew more what was going to happen in the concert than I did. She knew that Blue Ivy was going to come out at one point and start dancing with Beyonce. I'm like, Mom, how did you know that? She's like, I've been watching all the concerts that she's had. So that was that was really fun to you know have that moment with my mom. I'm really big on concerts and and doing stuff that you want to do. We were supposed to see Madonna this year. That was going to be another concert we were going to go to my sister and mom and I and she ended up having to cancel. So next March we hopefully will be able to see her in concert. Uh Casey and I we we love live music. We love concerts. You know, we we go to Country Thunder. Anytime we have a band or an artist that we want to see, we definitely we we do that. We don't have children, so we don't have that expense. So, you know, our 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 excitement and our fun is is getting to to go to concerts. I would say the next highlight for me, not only do I do the podcast with Ashley, I also have Freeway Flippers YouTube channel and all that. Uh we did surpass 10,000 subscribers on YouTube, which was incredible. I was on Nikki Kirk's podcast, Your Selling Guide. I was on there actually twice this year, once talking about private label and Casey joined me as well. So talking about our Amazon private label journey. And then I was on there talking about how if you sell on Amazon and you have items that get returned to you, or maybe they get an IP alert, you can't sell that specific brand. Where else do you sell it? So I was talking about selling on eBay and how that's a good place for Amazon sellers to kind of unload any inventory that they need to get rid of from Amazon. And then on to the business highlights. 2023, I feel like was a difficult year for reselling. I think the economy was a little bit more challenging this year for resellers. Uh, with that being said, we still were up 6% on eBay. And I just did a video of doing list perfectly for a year. And between Poshmark and Macari this year, well, November of last year to now, so pretty much a year, uh, we earned, and that was after fees and shipping, we earned an extra $5,300 between Poshmark and Macari just by doing list perfectly and cross posting everything. By being up on eBay and then making that additional money on Posh and Macari, I feel like we've really taken a step back and evaluated our business, where we want it to go, changing you know, what we're buying, what we're holding on to, kind of fizzling out clothes, I think has a lot to do with it, and just picking up different items. Uh, Amazon, we're going to do almost 700,000 in revenue this year. We added seven SKUs for 2024. We already have four new SKUs coming for our Amazon business. Our goal is to make that million dollar in revenue mark. And hopefully in the next year or two, we can do that. Uh, we really spent time organizing our business this year. I think that's why our sales are the way they are. Uh, inventory is organized. 
we no longer have huge death piles everywhere. And it could go back to saying no to things and knowing what we want to buy and knowing, you know, things that are going to sell fast and things that we don't want to hold on to stuff anymore. You know, we don't want to be in that position that because we have a lot of space here, which we're kind of maxing out on, we had that mindset of we can pick up this and have it sit for a year because we have the space. And realistically, that's not how we want to run our business. We want to buy things that we're going to list and they're going to sell within six months. We don't want to be holding on to them for a year anymore. We have systems in place. We have routine in place. There's days where we know we're going to go sourcing, days we know we're going to list. We spent a lot of money on plastic bins to organize our garage along with shelving. So everything is organized. And I think that was worth the effort of making sure that our inventory is organized and everything is where it should be. Our bookkeeping is finally caught up. That was a big thing. We were using a CPA that was in the Phoenix area. I don't think he had a lot of knowledge with online sales. Online, we found Mark Two, not your dad's CPA. He is our CPA. He is amazing. I want to get him on the podcast because he has so much knowledge. He helped us out. Our taxes were a mess. I will just say that, and I'm not going to really get into it. But let's just say it was very, very stressful. We went from working W-2 jobs to now being business owners and not knowing really what to track, what to hold on to. Do you keep receipts? Do you not keep receipts? What can you mark as an expense? There was a lot that we've learned. And Mark, just in the short interaction that we've had with him, we have learned so much. So by having our CPA, Mark is our CPA and our taxes done right. It has honestly been a load off of our shoulders. And I know that 2024, it's going to be so much more simple for us to do our taxes. And we don't have to have that stress of thinking, what if he didn't file right and we owe $10,000? You know, there's always that worry. But I think that is important, especially if you make a certain amount of money online, is having somebody who's a CPA or a bookkeeper knowledgeable in online sales. That is so important. Uh, I would say one of my favorite flips, mainly because it got the thing out of our yard. But Casey had bought a Volkswagen van again from a gentleman down in Tucson. It was a diesel conversion. And we ended up making, I want to say a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars off of it. And it was an easy flip because we didn't put any money into it. We bought it, we drove it maybe five times, and then we sold it to a guy. So that was a really easy flip. So going back to how you like flipping vehicles, Casey does as well. He he's pretty good. I mean, he was an auto damage adjuster, so he has an idea of you know market value and what vehicles you can buy and flip. Right now, we're in the process of trying to sell our Airstream camper van and then our Toyota Dolphin camper van as well. And we just kind of want to get rid of those and start fresh and maybe just do like a pop-up camper if we want to go away for the weekend or something like that. But definitely vehicles, if you know what you're doing, you can definitely make a profit. We should still make a profit on those two vehicles as well. And hopefully, they will get sold in the next couple months because I'm really getting tired of looking at them in our yard because they're literally just sitting there. And I don't love the floor plans of either one. The Dolphin, the Toyota Dolphin, it's like an 89, I believe, or eight, no, 87. It can't tow anything. So even if we wanted to go up north, go camping, even to put bicycles on the back of it, it just it isn't going to fit our needs. And then the Airstream camper van, every time I walk in there, I hit my freaking head on where the bed pulls out up top, 
And then to get up there, to go to bed, you have to like crawl up there. You're moving around. You're hitting your head. I'm like, this is the worst floor plan ever. I can't do it. So I'm like, we need to get rid of it and we need to get something else. So hopefully by early spring, we will have both of them sold. And then also one of my favorite flips of the year was bowling pins. Casey's like, one day, get in the car. We're going to pick up something I found on Facebook Marketplace. And I'm like, what did you find now? He's like, I found a lot of bowling pins. I'm like, bowling pins? Really? Are you serious? People will buy a lot of 10 bowling pins for a lot of money, especially if they're in good shape. Or people will buy them locally for like target shooting. There's a lot of use. There's a bowling pin, actually, if you're watching on YouTube, right behind me. I'll actually move this up so you can see it. So yeah, that's one of the bowling pins I found actually at Goodwill. Uh, But yeah, bowling pins, we paid less than a dollar a piece. I think we got maybe 200 bowling pins and we were selling them in lots of 10. Because you know, if you're a bowler, there's 10 pins on the lane. So I don't know if people are buying them for their backyard or what they're buying them for. But we were selling some of them for a lot of 10 for like $200. And we sold multiple lots of 10. So we definitely profited a lot of money from selling bowling pins. Who would have known? So if you see them out in the wild, definitely look them up, look them over. Sometimes if they're outside, they can get yellowed or they can start to crack really easy. But as long as you put that in the description, this bowling pin has this defect, a lot of people don't care. So I don't know what they're using them for. I'm not going to ask. It's not my business. As long as they're buying them, that's all I care for. So those were some pretty cool flips for us. All right. So that was our highlights of 2023 episode, the last episode of 2023. We are going to be taking a two-week break. Why? Because we deserve a break, right? Everyone deserves a break. We are very, very, very thankful. Everyone who has listened to the podcast on any of the podcast streaming services, watched and listened on YouTube, joined our Facebook group, liked a post, anything that you have done to support the podcast, we are extremely grateful for. We are looking forward to 2024 and what that's going to bring us for the podcast personally, business-wise, I think 2024 is honestly going to be a great year. Wishing you guys um, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, whatever you whatever you celebrate, make sure you take time to spend it with family and friends. That's the best thing about reselling. You can put it on hold if you need. Definitely take that time for yourself and wishing everyone a very happy new year. And we will see you guys in 2024. All right, guys, that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. Anything we mentioned in this episode will be linked down below in the show notes or description down below. Be sure to share this episode with anyone you think it will help and follow us on social media at P2D Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Keep working towards that Daycheck. This is the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Ashley. Together, we have been making money online collectively for over 10 years. Our mission is to help you start, learn, and grow a reselling business and to inspire you to turn your paycheck into a daycheck. The world is changing and we want to help you change with it. 